Galnet News Digest, 1st of September 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Azimuth plans a comeback. The Empire goes it alone. Inhabitants accuse Cannon of causing needless worry. And there's a strange star in the sky. And he's getting bigger. Uh, it's, it's been a while, but um, I, I wanted to send you a quick message. Shame you're not at home. I know I haven't been in touch. We've just been busy with... Well, if you've been watching the feeds, you know what's going on. I've been in HIP 2460 for a few weeks now, and there really hasn't been much downtime. Though I guess you've heard that excuse before, huh? Listen, I, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry... When this is over, assuming Salvation's plan works, I'll take some time off and I'll come visit, if that's okay with you. Uh, yeah. I hope you're doing good. Say a prayer for us, if you get a chance. Azimuth Biotech plans to continue the work of its deceased founder, Salvation, and has hinted that it will be asking independent pilots for assistance. Acting CEO Torben Rademacher, who has previously spoken out against Thargoid-loving agitators such as Operation Witch Hunt, once again complained about the loss of much of Azimuth's real estate due to the actions of what he described as radicalised saboteurs. That, together with the loss of key personnel to the Thargoids in HIP 22460, including Salvation, whose real name was Dr Caleb Witcherly, has been a huge setback for the former Taurus Mining Ventures. And it doesn't help that the three superpowers have cut their ties with Azimuth. But Rademacher insisted that two centuries of xenological research should not go to waste, and that Azimuth still intends to deliver new technology to assist in the fight against Thargoids. Hopefully, technology that doesn't make the Thargoids even more powerful than the Proteus wave managed. While the Masashi megaship has returned to Azimuth's headquarters in Titori, the glorious prospect has moved into the bubble, to the LHS-157 system, which is a convenient 20 light-years from Azimuth's research centre, Prospect Deep, in the permit-locked Mbuni system. Radamacher apparently plans to kick off a resource-gathering initiative, Perhaps pilots who take part will be granted access to Mbuni. Although, who would want to work for an organisation with dodgy morality and track record of making the Thargoids far more dangerous than they ever were before? No one. Torsten Rademacher of Azimuth has kicked off a resource-gathering initiative offering pilots who take part a permit for access to the Mbuni system. The slightly sad remnant of the corporate genocidal maniacs that make up Salvation's research organisation has invited commanders to deliver mined, not purchased, cobalt, galite and osmium to help the mass murderers set up new labs to develop new and even more devastating anti-xeno weaponry. Deliveries should be made to the ironically named Glorious Prospect megaship in LHS-157. Three quarters of those who take part will be issued a system permit for the blasted wasteland that is Mbuni. 
Rademacher blames Azimuth's lack of research facilities on the rights activists, who on moral grounds drove the evil corporation out of many systems prior to the firing of the Proteus wave. He has perhaps forgotten that pilots very recently stocked up the heart of Taurus megaship with equipment to help Azimuth rebuild laboratories. Shortly before that megaship was wiped out by Thargoids, who quite justifiably objected to Azimuth's attempted xenocide. Still, they're offering a reasonable price for the six pieces of silver. The Empire will no longer cooperate with the Federation and Alliance in anti-Thargoid defences, and will use only Imperial weapons manufacturers as it builds defences against alien invasion. Emperor Lavinia Duval made the policy announcement in a speech to the Senate that honoured members of the Imperial military who died in HIP 22460, including the crews of the IMV Audacious Dream, IMV Illustrious Fortune and IMV Paramount. She said that reliance on Salvation's superweapon proved disastrous and made it clear that the Empire should never again rely on external superpowers or agencies and that the Empire should focus exclusively on defending the territory and people of the Empire. Ironically, this isolationist approach is what the Emperor's enemies in the failed organisation Nova Imperium had long campaigned for. She announced new money to fund Imperial scientists and engineers to develop and manufacture a new range of Imperial anti-Zeno weaponry. The new star in the night sky, presumed to be a Thargoid vessel, has got several people wondering. If it is indeed a Thargoid ship, and if it's approaching as a result of Salvation's failed Proteus wave experiment, how is it that light from the object is visible hundreds of light-years away, when the ship presumably didn't set out hundreds of years ago? Light can't travel faster than the speed of light, after all. The answer, as it turns out, is very simple. Hyperspace flight, not through frame-shifting, but through a sort of hypercruise. Here in the lab, we call it turbo-encabulation. It's quite a straightforward adaptation of the Thargoid hyperdrive, but using the techniques developed for supercruise. We've done some analysis, and we thought you'd like to hear how it works. Basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of the conductors and fluxes, it's produced by the modial interaction of Thargoid magneto-reluctance and Guardian capacitive directance. The original green-coloured Thargoid hyperdrive had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a biomechanical logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with the panometric fan. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar waneshaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. In this new blue-green version, the main winding is of the normal Lotus or Delta type, but placed in guardian relic-derived panendermic semiboloid slots of the stator, with every eighth conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the grammeters. This gives the device its characteristic blue and green radiating spirals. We here at the Galnet News Digest Appliance of Science Labs have no doubt at all that this amazing new invention will help the Thargoids effectively wipe the galaxy clean of those pesky humans.
the inhabitants of Rionardi have criticised Canon Research for claiming the settlements of Data Biological Forum and Sosa Biological were at risk from the planetary collision last night. Moons 8b and 8c collided at 9pm on Wednesday night, but there are no reports of any inhabitants being killed or injured. Our Wadja organisation reports that the geological catastrophe took place well away from their settlement on Moon 8C, while Rionardi Jet Transport Group points out that there was at least 50 kilometres between Sosa Biological and the massive trench cut through Moon 8B by the collision. Far from being an extinction-level event, they claimed that their employees enjoyed the near-zero-G conditions caused by the opposing gravitational pulls of the two moons and have issued video showing their guards practising their zero-G weapons drill. Some visitors are reported to have drowned when the surfaces of both ice moons liquefied due to the immense pressure caused by the collision. There were also reports of massive memory leaks causing the flight control systems of those inside the planets to hang. Cannon had called for assistance to evacuate the inhabitants of the two settlements. Inhabitants are believed to have been concerned that this would adversely affect tourism to the system. However, a large number of visitors arrived in the system to observe the collision, so perhaps their worries were unfounded. Cannon is now predicting a much more destructive collision in 3311. Perhaps the Rionardi Tourist Board will be better able to capitalise on the visitors who flood in for that truly cataclysmic event. We asked Commander LCU No Fool Like One of Canon Research for a comment. I strongly deny these scurridous rumours that I've been taking bribes from the Reynardi Tourist Board. There's nothing in these brown envelopes except for research papers and seismology reports that I had to collect from their offices. If everyone had been killed you'd be criticising me for that, wouldn't you? I should like to point out that the next collision will be on the 4th of July 3309 and it will be spectacular. You should book accommodation early to avoid disappointment. Please check out the gift shop on your way out. So there you have it. Galnet News Digest. We read the peer-reviewed engineering papers so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>